I want multimedia to bring up my slide. This morning, I have a word of the Lord for Grace Assembly. And this word is to prepare us so that we can end the year the way God wants us to end the year. So that we can provoke the Lord so that he can do marvelous things in our lives. This morning, I present the word to you. Every one of us represents a symbol. Every one of us represents a symbol. The scripture says, Isaiah 8 verse 18b, the NIV says, We are signs and symbols in Israel from the Lord Almighty, the one who dwells among Zion. Whether you know it or not, whether you acknowledge it or not, everybody is a symbol. And there are a few symbols that we're familiar with, and some of them are up there. There's the minus, there's the plus, there's the divide, there's the multiplication, but there's also the nil. Some people think nil and zero are the same. No, zero is a number. Nil means nothing at all. There's also the question mark. Hmm. There's also the tick. There's a plus and the multiplication. This morning, I want you to listen to me good what I'm saying. The Bible says the wise men said we have seen his star or his symbol. And consequently, we have no choice but to go and worship him. And the Lord prepared me to tell you that the way you understand how infrared vision works, even at night, it picks you out. The way a metal detector will show what you're carrying. And an x-ray machine, when you're traveling, no matter what you hide in your box, no matter what the layers, it will pick it out. Everybody is a symbol. And heaven responds to the symbol that you are. But this morning, before we go further, I'm going to ask that we take the hymn that precedes the word to prepare our heart. It's a hymn now service. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to look into the word of life. We thank you for the grace to be able to drink from the fountain of life. The word of God that never changes, but should change all of us. As we hear the word today, may we learn to make the adjustments we have to make so that we can end the year in a way that God will be provoked to, to crown the year with his goodness for each and every one of us. Thank you for so shall it be. In Jesus' name we have prayed. I like that amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Now you may be seated. I'm so excited as we approach next Sunday. If you haven't seen me in an Agbada in a long time, check me out this coming Sunday. I'm going to look like Pastor Yemi. I'm telling you, I'm going to go 1,000, 2,000. <laughs> now, I want you to go and get your bottom box out. Listen, we are learning to praise God the right way. We want, to, want God to crown the year with his goodness, and we're going to come and tender our very best. I taught you about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is not about when everything has gone well. When Jesus had a massive problem of 5,000 people and all it seemed the father gave him was five loaves and two fish, the Bible says he lifted them up and gave thanks. And you know what happened after that. So the year has not ended. If you do the right thing next Sunday, you're going to see what God is going to do. 
may the god of the level that our show up for every one of us in jesus name i want to take time to thank our thanksgiving committee for the excellent work you're doing if you're already feeling the place very chilled the work is ongoing you'll find out more on sunday and by the way uh, i have to let this out how many of you know that somebody is going to be 60 very soon in this church I am not looking at anybody here. Somebody is going to be 60 very soon. Before the end of the year. And that person will not be able to call me an old man anymore. Welcome to the club. I leave that till later. Now my word for you today is very timely. And I said to you, God said, tell them that this sermon is so that we're able to end the year as a good symbol that would provoke God to crown the year 2022 for us with his goodness and so that he will launch us into the new year victoriously. Because the symbol you are predetermines the response you're going to get from the heavens. The wise man said we have seen his symbol in the stars, in the sky. And so we have come to worship him. This means that your star or your symbol is critical. My text I've announced before is Isaiah 8 verse 18b. The NIV says we are signs and symbols. And so everyone represents a symbol. The symbol nil, the symbol minus, the symbol division, the, the symbol question mark, or the tick, the plus, and the multiplication. I may not be able to run through all of them today, but as we go. It's not a time for you to look at anybody, it's to look inward. And some people will have an opportunity to say, I changed my mind, I'm going to do a lot better, and I'm going to be praying for you. I want to start with nil. I thought nil and zero meant the same thing. Zero is just zero, but, but nil means nothing at all. It's like pre-creation. Revelation 3, verse 15 to 16, the New King James Version. I'm going to read that. For those who were with me on Wednesday, and you should be, and some of us are not even responding to the fact that all you have to do is click a button on your phone and you can come live. And so the excuses don't happen anymore. That when you don't come to church, you don't attend services, you are a symbol. You are projecting a symbol to the Lord. It's not to me. I'm doing what God told me to do. Trust me, God is going to bless me. So, Revelation 3, verse 15 to 16. Why didn't you read it with me? He says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish, I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I'm talking about Neil. The message translation says, I know you inside out and find little to my liking. You are not cold. You are not hot. Far better, far better to be either cold or hot. You are still, you are stagnant. You make me want to vomit. But I know that that is not our portion in Jesus' name. How do you know the symbol? The text, the New King James says, I know your works. It didn't say, I know the size of your Bible. 
He didn't say, I know how you sing. I know your works. If you believe, you've got to be doing something about what you believe. You've got to be doing something about what you were learned in church. He says, I checked out your works. And I determined you're not here or there. You are a zilch. You are a nothing. You are a zero. You are nil. But that will not be our portion in Jesus' name. Everybody represents a symbol. There is a minus. I said on Wednesday, um, I quoted something that I learned, and <laughs> it's very funny to hear this. Everybody makes you happy. Some people when they come, and some people when they go. I'm talking about minus. Stay with me. I'm talking about minus. Some people are minuses. And so the, the quote says, everybody makes me happy. Some people when they come and some people when they go. Who knows what I'm talking about here? I'll give an example. Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 14. I read from the contemporary English version of the Bible. This is Paul, the apostle that went about doing good like his master. But he spoke about Alexander who used to be one of them. If you check the name Alexander in the Concordance, you find Alexander walked with them at a certain point in time. He said, Alexander the metal worker has hurt me in many ways, but the Lord will pay him back for what he has done. He became a minus. Not only to Paul, to the work of the Lord. The Amplified Classic says, Alexander the coppersmith did me great wrongs. The first one say, he hurts me. The other one says, he did me great wrongs. The Lord will pay him back for his actions. That was not a curse. That was not a prayer. That's a pronouncement of how things are. It is the law of God. What you sow, come on now, you're going to repeat. It's only a matter of time. So if you go around being a minus, get ready. Something's about to happen. The NIV says, Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. How many people, how many of us have been hurt by somebody close before? How many of us have had somebody do you great wrongs? Woo! You're not answering, but you know that you're trying to forget the memory of the past. He says, he has done me a great deal of harm. How many of us know what that means? Somebody does a great deal, not small, correct amount consistently but the lord will repay him for what he has done what am i saying some people who cause us great harm let me ask you when they go are you happy or are you sad you know sometimes i'll say no on wednesday that sometimes some people have to come and stay in your house and because you have the spirit of hospitality and generosity you're happy at the beginning they start by Contemporary viewers should they hurt you. Then Amplify Classic say they did you great wrongs. And they move to NIV, they did you a great deal of harm. When they say they're going, I said, when they say they're going, are you going to be crying? You know what you say? At least I didn't drive you. When you shut when you shut the door, when they go, what do you do? Oh. 
know people that borrow money and they don't pay back. When they go, come on now, what do you do? You have a mini celebration. You're looking at them from the window and say, no, come back. Oh. Now, that's funny, but supposing you did that. Everybody is a symbol. In every relationship towards the Lord, towards me, your pastor, towards the person sitting next to you, you're a symbol. What do you think I see when I look at you? You know, I'm not likely to tell you. I'm just going to love you. Hello, somebody. I am the pastor over this church. My counsel about you stands. Go and read your Bible. Paul says, I know you will do the right thing. And I testify that you will even do more when I'm not here. What will I say about you? It is your symbol I'm going to tender before the Lord. And it will tally with the symbol he has read of you. You know, the thing about a symbol is that you can't hide it. It's x-ray vision. Even at night, it can pick you out. Do you know that if I have an x-ray binoculars and you're hiding in the forest, I can see you. The trees can't block you. I can see you moving. If a man can create that, imagine what heaven has. Now, in terms of being a minus, it is bad enough to be a minus in your church, in your nation, in your marriage, to your children or to your parents. It's bad enough. But there's one that bothers me. And I'm going to read it to you. Matthew 18 verse 6, the New King James Version says, But whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, I, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. It's not just that. Just go and go. No, God says to have a millstone is something that is like, honestly, like quarter of a ton in weight, tied with a chain to somebody's neck and they throw him in the midst of the Atlantic Ocean. He said, doing that will be better than what I will do. So when we talk about minors, please listen to me. Never be a part of people that come to church and recruit people to do the wrong thing. I'm releasing a warning to people that are doing it. You see, on the short run, you think you get away with it. The Lord said, it will have been better in the end for you if this happened to you in the physical. And when you see people doing that, don't say it's not my business. Church is not the place to come and recruit people to do wrong things. Everybody represents a symbol. The symbol I'm talking about now is minus. If in any way we have been a minus, this is the time to change. God is allowing us to change so that he has the opportunity to forgive and still crown the year for us with his goodness, so shall it be in Jesus' name. And for those that hurt you, I pray for your heart to be healed in Jesus' name. And you will not repay evil with evil in Jesus' name. There's division. And division is very simple. Minus is what? A bar. Like this. You know what division is? It has a dot on top. It has a dot under. It is, the vision is actually a minus, but it's escalated. 
You know what it does? It separates the dot on the top from the dot beneath. Before, they used to be close. They used to be friends. When division comes, it comes to the bar and separates people. Let me read the scriptures to you. Jude 1 verse 19, the New King James Version. I'm speaking on the subject, everybody represents a symbol. The Bible says, these division people, they are sensual persons who cause divisions not having the Spirit or the Holy Spirit. As long as you're separating friends, separating departments, separating a couple, separating things, you are not spiritual. The Bible says they do not have the spirit. No matter the tongues they speak, no matter how long they have been in ministry, our Bible says God has given us the ministry of reconciliation, reconciling people together and reconciling people to God. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? These are sensual people who cause divisions. When you go into a place, does the place remain united or it becomes fractured? When you join our pastorate, do you make us stronger or you cause divisions? When you join a department, does the department become stronger or after a while, you now begin to have cliques within the department? They are essential. They have not the spirit. When somebody becomes a friend to you in your marriage, <laughs> do you suddenly find out your wife doesn't listen to you anymore or your husband is a little more careful? Somebody can be a plus. And the plus is strokes, but two strokes. One down, one across. When somebody wants to be a minus, they don't have it in double. They have only one. And some have it and they separate the first dot from the second dot. I'm going somewhere with this. Romans 16 and verse 17, the New King James Version, in my own Bible, has a subheading, avoid divisive people. It says, now I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses. Contrary to the doctrine. What doctrine? The doctrine of reconciliation. That's the doctrine of the church. Those, it says, I urge you, brethren, take note. Mark, another translation, so mark those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine of Christ, which you learned and do what? Avoid them. I want to ask you, why would the Lord say avoid them? Think about it. It didn't say hate them. You need to pray for them. But you pray for such people from a distance. Hello, somebody. It's not everybody you can lay your hands on. Bible says do not lay your hands anyhow on people. And the Lord says love everybody, but didn't say be close to everybody. Some people you pray for them from a distance. Have you noticed that some people will make friends with your children and suddenly your children don't listen to you anymore? They listen to them, they don't listen to you. This is a serious thing. I urge you. It says, wake up, baby. Something's going on. Make sure it's not you, but make sure it doesn't operate between you and your child. And some of you that have only one child, trust me, if a divisive person comes there, you will not, the child will not even like you anymore. Not those who cause divisions. They scatter churches. 
they bring dissensions, dislikes, they cause divisions, and what? Offenses. When somebody speaks to you and your heart is fouled up by the time the person goes against somebody else, something is wrong. You can tell me somebody didn't do something right, but don't recruit me to dislike the person. The most you should be saying is call that person to order. Who knows what I'm talking about? Thank you. Be careful how you talk about people that offend you to somebody else because you can cause them to sin. Bible says if you cause somebody who was doing well to sin, it is better that millstone be hung on your neck. You can complain to me, but I'm not going to let you shred somebody when you come to my office. Just tell me what happened. I said, Mabino, God will restore it. I'm going to talk to the person. I'm going to try and fix this thing. Allow me to fix it. But don't recruit me to hate that person. Am I making some sense this morning? Is this necessary or not? You know, you need to guard your heart with all diligence because out of it proceeds the issues of life. Instead of life, may our heart not be spewing death, curses, and condemnation. I urge you. The word urge is, is, is a very potent word. It's shaking you awake. Brethren, not those that cause divisions. Those three symbols start with a bar. Any bar that stands alone is a minus. Any bar that separates is a division. But when it's two bars and they cross each other in the middle, it's not just a cross, it's a plus. I'm going somewhere. Galatians 5 verse 20b, the New Century Version. It says making people angry with each other. Causing divisions amongst people. This is what the people with the symbol division do. Mark, watch the effect you have on people. Do you make people angry with each other? Or do you make people feel like reconciling with each other? Causing divisions amongst people. And the classification of people is everybody. May this not be our symbol the Lord is seeing over our lives in Jesus' name. The easy, easy Bible, the same Galatians 5 verse 20 says, They cause trouble! Exclamation mark. May people that cause trouble not come into our homes in Jesus' name. May people that cause trouble not come into your business in Jesus' name. May they not come within your staff in Jesus' name. May they not come into your marriage in Jesus' name. May they not even separate your children from one another in Jesus' mighty name. Bible says they cause trouble. Your children used to be bonded as one. Now they don't talk to each other anymore. Somebody came into the house. I urge you, note them. They cause trouble. They make people belong to different groups. All of a sudden, you're same mother, same father. And all of a sudden, you don't talk to each other anymore. Because somebody came and said some things to you and you didn't guard your heart. In church, we used to be a bonded church. Some people come in because we didn't note them. We didn't mark them. Look at the, the, what they have caused. 
Some people don't add. They just look for an opportunity to divide. Whatever God has given you, no enemy will divide in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. The word divide means they will reduce it to at least half. Then the message Bible, Proverbs 22 verse 10, this one says they cause trouble. It says, kick out the troublemakers. Don't, don't make friends with a rattlesnake. Isolate it. Kick out the troublemakers and things what? Quiet down. Somebody know what I'm talking about. If there has been turbulence, I speak the wisdom of God that by which the things will quieten down in your home, in your business, in the church, in the nation, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Says you need a break from bickering and griping. All of a sudden, nobody is happy with each other anymore. That will be a thing of the past in Jesus' name. Now be careful. I said this sermon is not about looking at your spouse or looking at your son or your daughter or looking at me. It's about looking within yourself. Could there be a place you have not been acting right? Could there be things you have been saying that is not bringing bonding? You need to take time. You know why I'm saying that? It is the symbol you project that God will respond to at the end of the year. Let me tell you about God. God has seasons. And towards the end of the year, God always settles accounts. Towards the end of the year, God settles accounts. May our account become positive in Jesus' mighty name. I'm telling you, God settles accounts. And the way you end the year, we predetermine how the new year will start. We need to sort ourselves out. This Thanksgiving, may we get it right in Jesus' name. There's also the symbol of the question mark. The question mark. The question mark usually talks about people when God speaks to them, why should I be the one to be sent to clean the toilets? Why should I be the one to do something I don't feel like doing? Why should I be the one to be sent to do that work? I prefer to be preaching. I prefer to be on stage. Why should I be the one that you send to the car park? This people that call, that, that have the symbol question mark, they are disagreeable, they are argumentative, and worst part of it is they become disobedient. Galatians 5 verse 20b, the CEV says, they not only argue, they cause trouble. When God speaks, what is your response? When the elders predetermine, we're going to have Thanksgiving, are you one of those people that argue, why must we have Thanksgiving? You know, some people act as if their opinion runs the church. Your opinion is your opinion. They're entitled to it. You are not the one in charge. It is the person in charge that takes the decisions. God is a God of order. The Bible says, let everything be done decently and in order. They not only argue, they end up causing trouble. I don't know in your house, for a woman... 
The house belongs to the woman. The, honestly, the men were just tenants. In some countries, they have made it into law. You make trouble with your wife, they say, excuse me, carry your backpack, exit. They haven't made the law in Nigeria. Uh, you... <laughs> All the men are uncomfortable now. <laughs> uh, let's leave that matter. So, the woman is the owner of the house. And somebody comes to visit. And begins to question things. And you say, why are you questioning? He said, why is it like that? Ah. Do you know, my mom cannot come to my house and go to the kitchen and start taking charge of the kitchen. Mommy, you are my mother, but this kitchen? Now my wife get the kitchen. Even myself, now my wife get me. You know, some people come into your company. You even make them a partner or a manager. They begin to question. Ah, you're having a meeting, begin to question. I say, see trouble. When I started this, were you here? The position you have, Nami give you. Now, now, you call the question. Are you there? Should I go on? There's some children that question their parents. Because we're now the same height. No matter how tall you are, Baba na Baba, Omo na Omo. That's why me, I even like that prostrate thing. So that when I enter, when you have to prostrate, no matter how tall you are, I'll be taller than you. Now so. See, as a small rich here, I'll be the Baba of this household. Don't let me fool you. It's not a matter of language. You may be more anointed than me, but Nami be the Baba of this house. Don't question. And you see that Baba that sits on the throne? Kabiosi. It means no room to question him. So when God calls you, like he called me, I cannot question him. In spite of my acumen at law, I'm a mighty time lawyer, I cannot question him. Life belongs to him. Not only did he make you, he saved you, he preserved you. So when he speaks, your answer should be yes, sir. But some people, Bible says, they not only argue, they cause trouble. Everything is questionable. Have you noticed that today there's nothing sacred anymore on the social media? They think anything can be challenged. When the Supreme Court of Nigeria makes a decree, they never bond you and your village to question it. They will lock you up or sink or controversially. Let me tell you, that nonsense they say on social media is not true. If you go into the court and the judge says, sit down, and you don't sit down, they go carry you, put you in the black barrier, go sink or controversially. You only have the liberty to do the right thing. You don't have the liberty to and let it become an occasion for sin. You can quote me anywhere. The Amplified Classic, 1 Corinthians 11 verse 16. 
You know, I love the children of Grace Assembly. They're excellent. They reason fast. They have acumen. They get first class degrees, but they know, say, the parent is senior to the children. You can never become equal with your parents. That's why the Bible says, honor your father and your mother that it may be well with you and that you will live long in the land that God is giving you. There's no qualification as to whether your parents tall or short, whether he has money or he doesn't have money, whether he's educated or not. Once somebody is your parent, both biological and spiritual parents, respect yourself. The Bible says, the Amplified Classics, now if anyone is disposed to be argumentative, you know, some people say, Naso Abi. Everywhere you go, before they say one, you say two. No, you're out of order. <laughs> now, if anyone, listen, this is what I got, is disposed, which means that's your tendency. Now, so you don't, they do one before. To be argumentative and contentious about things, we hold to and recognize no other custom in worship than this nor do the churches of god generally please that disposition to be argumentative can you leave it at the gate let me talk to parents have you had some children that are friends to your children and they come to the house and the next thing they begin to question it says, I want a drink. And it says, you have to ask my mom. It says, why? And I hear from upstairs. I say, Oga, Ogbeni, what did you say? Why? Make a U-turn. Greet your parents for me. Ha- Hello. Bye. Because the child is saying, in my house, when you want to take a soft drink or something, we ask our parents. And they say, why? With a bad attitude. And if you don't checkmate it, your son begins to say, come to think of it. Why? And the next time you say something, say, why? And you think, where did you learn that from? It's never been like that. When a serpent creeps into your house, if you can't, just drive it out. Why, why are you all quiet? And if you come to my house and you question thing anyhow, I may not say anything the first time. I may not say anything the third time. But I'm going to take swift action the third time. Just because I'm not saying anything doesn't mean I'm afraid of you. I ain't afraid of you. No, 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 no. Finally, Hebrews 4 verse 11. In my Bible, it has a subheading in blue. Look at it. It says, the word discovers our condition. The word if you pass your life through the word of God, your condition is like a medical test. You will get your results. The word of God discovers our condition. It says, let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest any one of us fall according to the same example of disobedience. I said to you that the symbol of question mark is known by argumentative tendencies and disagreeable tendencies and it always ends in disobedience. That's the word of God. Now I want to talk about the good one. The tick or the okay. Bring that up. 
The tick and the okay represent people that when God speaks, they say, here I am, send me. They're usually agreeable, obedient, and compliant. Can you help me clap for those people? Because I know some of them in this hall. I see some of them. I see some of them already in this hall. Agreeable, obedient, and compliant. Does that describe you? Isaiah 6 verse 8 says, Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? To help us with this Thanksgiving. Who shall I send? Team to uh, evangelism. Who shall I send? And these people that are the ticks. They say, here I am, send me. Who will go for us? And they will say, here I am. I want you to help me clap for the evangelism department, the outreach department. Some of you have never been to the prisons before. And you don't even give money. By the way, they're looking for money for their Christmas outreach to take Christmas to those in the prisons and the old people's home. Can you at least stop being argumentative? Put something in the box for them. You will not go, but they will go. And God will register all of us as we all did the will of God. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Now, let me tell you what it means to be a tick and to be okay with the Lord. Matthew 26, verse 39, this is Jesus. When it was time, God says, somebody will go to the cross and die a shameful, painful death. And Jesus thought about it, but here he had second thoughts. Bible says he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, oh, my father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, nevertheless. It's okay to feel like not doing something. It's okay to have some feelings, but never let your feelings be the determinant of your action. Let the word of God be the determinant of your action. There's a generation, they, they pander to their feelings. They, do, they say, I do me. I do it the way I like. I, no, 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 no. When God is called the master, you cannot superimpose how you feel on the master. And Jesus said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. That's how to be a plus. And some of us speak for Jesus because we're put in authority over you. So when we say this is what to do, you may feel differently, but you better say nevertheless, not as I will, but as I am told to do. I speak to our children, well, no matter how you feel when your parents say no, it should be nevertheless, not my will, but as my parents said. That's a good place to clap. Now, surprisingly, this was not the only time. This is Matthew 26, verse 39. Three verses down the line. Matthew 26, verse 42. Look at what the Bible says. Again, a second time. What does that mean? This feelings that we feel, sometimes it's so strong to contain your feelings. This is a second time he went and prayed again, which means you're not crazy. Sometimes it's hard for you to do what you're told to do, but nevertheless, should 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 follow after whatever you feel. And a second time he went away and prayed, Oh my father, if this cup hey 
cannot pass away from me. You know, sometimes God says, go and apologize to somebody that you feel is the person that offended you. Ah, you're so much great. My father, if this cup will not pass away from me, unless I drink it, mm, not my will, your will be done. At that point, heaven gives you a tick. May the Lord give us a tick in Jesus' mighty name. Two times. Is there someone here? Maybe you have struggled the first time. You need to pray that prayer a second time. Lord God, give me grace to do what you want you to do because I don't feel like doing it. I don't feel like making peace. Sometimes you can stand the battle. Sometimes you have enough in your arsenal to continue the war. But when God says it's enough, you know what you do? Nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Sometimes you have the money. And God says, no. Take that money and go and put it in Goldcrest Family Center. And you say, but it's my money. I have even booked my flight. God says, cancel it. You struggle. And you better. Because you can go on that flight and never return. A man can start something, but a man cannot finish it. It says, if this cup cannot, I want it to pass away. Unless I drink it, I want to be a plus, Father. Somebody say, I want to be a plus. I will crucify my flesh. I will, I will drink the cup of humility because I want to be a plus. That's what Jesus did. He says, nevertheless, your will be done. I close with Philippians 2 verse 8 to 9, the message Bible. When you are a plus, you are not a nail. You are not a minus. You are not a division. You are not a question mark. Uh, but you are a plus. This is what happened. Bible says, having become human, hey, he stayed human. Ooh. It means it's not just about starting to think right and do right. You must continue to the end. It was an incredibly humbling process. Somebody hear me. If you're a Christian and life has not humbled you, you have not subscribed. You have not even started your work. It was an incredibly humbling process. What is with us, church people? You're, before anybody says anything, your, your feathers go up like that. Who will, I, I'll just go to another church. What are you talking about? The Son of God. It was an incredibly humbling process. Process. God is saying, if you want to be a plus, you will have to allow me to humble you. Bible says he didn't claim special privileges. Can we stop that? Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life and died a selfless, obedient de death. Verse 9, because of that obedience, God lifted him high and ordered him far beyond anyone or anything ever. Can you stand to your feet? Can you all stand to your feet? I want to make a call this morning. 
I want all heads bowed and all eyes closed. The Lord sent me. I didn't send myself. God says, I can crown your year with goodness if you will humble yourself. I can crown your year with goodness if you will be obedient, even though it grates your flesh. I want all heads bowed, no movement whatsoever. I want to make a call this morning. If you think your symbol is not a plus, as a mark of your change of heart, I want you to come out here. I want to pray for you. And I want you to come quickly. I want you to come quickly because this time the year is coming to an end. Come quickly, come quickly. If you're coming, I want to pray for those who know that my symbol is not a plus. But I want to end the year. I said, come quickly, wherever you are. If you're coming, come quickly. This is not the time to be looking at anybody. Anybody that is not a plus and stays in their seat, it doesn't bother me. I have done my own job. Come. My soul, come on now, it's a confession. My heart. for me father I want to thank you for these wonderful children of God who have come before the Lord they have come with a broken heart and a contrite spirit the Bible says such a heart the Lord will not turn away from some didn't come because they're thinking of their dignity but Jesus went across naked as you have come you have sacrificed something and you have made up your mind that God help me to do what you want me to do how you want me to do it when you want me to do it and so you receive the grace this morning 
to walk worthy of the Lord. Fully pleasing God. And when you please God, whatever you ask him, he gives to you. I want you to lift up your right hand to God. Those of you here. I, I, your humility at your kneeling down impresses me. Just lift up your hand and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I give it all to you. I surrender it all to you. Start afresh with me. I'm here because of you. I love you, Lord. I know you love me. Grant me the grace to do right. I don't want to look right in front of people and I'm wrong with you. Touch my soul, oh God. Bless my life. May heavens be open over you. May you become the testimony of how God can take nothing and make it great in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Upon your repentance, upon your humbling yourself. The Bible says he was seriously humbled and God exalted him. Your life will be no different. God will lift you up. Your sins be forgiven. Father, thank you. I take note of these people. Let the angels take note of them and help them. Facilitate their well-being. Make a way for them where there used to be no way. Your testimony will cause this joy, this church to rejoice. Your family will see a new thing in your life. Thank you, Father. So shall it be. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Rise to your feet. Father, I thank you for the entrance of the word in issues for illumination to the soul and the spirit. Where there used to be darkness of argumentative attitudes and disobedience, there's a light of reverence, worship, and obedience of God. I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice that the Lord will find a good reason to crown the year with his goodness for you and your family. As we come together next week to give, to give thanksgiving to you, oh God, between now and that next week, we'll have a lot more to thank God for. And this year will not end until the word and the promise of the Lord be fulfilled in your life. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm going to say this year will not end until the word of the Lord, the promise of God to you be fulfilled in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for so shall it be. Blessed be your name in Jesus' mighty name. If you have been blessed this morning, have been blessed in the name of the Lord.